Sports Cards Nonsense Friday edition. Jesse's camera's off. Oh, God, I wish you left it off. Is that a raccoon on your head? What is that? I was told that Thursday slash Friday's episode would be costume. Where's the costume, Mike? You... Oh, God. Oh, God. This way? This is going to be a mistake. I can almost hear you. How much value just was lost? (laughs) This is now game worn, dude. That's That's a fanatics... A fanatics authentic. By the way, if you're just listening to the podcast, you want to know why the sound quality is crap? I was literally shoving a Ken Griffey Jr. autographed batting helmet on my skull. I messed up I my hair. Really Two things I you're going to really notice good. today. Two of the most important things of the show. Here's your show preview rundown. Well, yep. three things. Jesse looks awesome. Thank you for following yeah. through, dressing up. I was told. Dress hair up game is on point. If you're not watching the podcast on Spotify, you're missing out. Because <laughs> I'm looking pretty good today. And biggest change, a big announcement today. Here we go. Green can instead of white. I Holy, haven't, I haven't done what? Ultra Paradise yet. I'm, I'm, I'm liking it. Here's the so, thing: Why don't they pay us? I don't understand. Not a sponsor. Take, but a they could be. Take a one breath. of these days. All right, we're gonna jump into some uh, NBA news, some MLB yeah. news. Yep. Uh, one football thing. Got a little bit of one on one. Some some terms we want to explain. Oh yeah. Uh, straight cash, homie. And then we get the <sighs> interview with Scott Greenberg from Starstock. Awesome. Uh, he's totally. the CEO, owner, ambassador, emperor of Starstock. I think that's what yeah. he said he was. Emperor. I believe that's what his business card says. So yeah, we'll no. talk about that a little bit later. Um, I'm not expecting much out of you today. Your phone call earlier, your energy wasn't great. You're dressed like I, this. I don't really know I, what to. You remember I, on the last episode where I was just like, oh, man, I'm feeling down because. I didn't realize that. I'm it's sorry. part of my pilot look. Listen, I told my daughter about 10 minutes before this started. Charlie, I need you to dress me up. And this is what she came up with. I feel like it worked out well. I look like a pilot. Granted, this is a mask and these are just glasses. But the whole ensemble looks pretty looks pretty good. Okay, so I've never and, used your daughter's name on here, but since you just did, here's a funny story. That's I not her like, actual name. That's a nickname. I would like for someone to meet Jesse and his family. Here's <laughs> he, let me just give you the names. Jesse, okay, go ahead. Sam, Charlie. Which who's one's a boy, which? Who's a girl? Who's the mom? Who's the dad? No way of knowing any of it. Nobody We're still knows. determining all the roles in that family. I um, still don't know. I'm happy for you. There's your banter. <laughs> I like banter now. We're just doing a whole show of banter from now on. Can Sick we just have people. a segment of banter? I feel I'll like say big changes in my more. life. Dog oh, park every day for like the last five days with the boys. How are they doing? Griffey. How's that training paying off? They're doing good. Training's paying yeah. off well. I like um, it. The dog park might be the weirdest environment in the planet it's just a Weird bunch people? of people yeah the dogs are fine they just run around but like some people are totally cool like your dog's jumping on me my dog's jumping on you whatever mm-hmm. other people like look at you like a maniac like today there was a dude in there with a small dog as soon as the, these idiots see him they run right over to him and the guy was just like looking at me like i had five heads like why are your dogs here <laughs> are you gonna I was, like, do something about this I was, like what else are they supposed to do we're a dog park <laughs> so i don't know it's, it's a confusing scene i'm trying to get used to it Pet owners great. are just, I, I mean, I'm happy for you, Mike. You changed, is, though. I think the term is Karens is what we're looking for for some of them. <laughs> are you, it's a weird uh, crew. It's a strange crowd, man. All right, let's get into it. What do you got for let's us today? Let's go into the show. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water. 
pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Big picture. Let's talk NBA. NBA. All right. Yeah, just some quick hits. NBA news. I like we're doing just quick hits lately. I think we're going to keep this format. Unless it's like a major story. Until Ooh. Simmons says, no, that's stupid. Until Simmons texts me like, listen, <laughs> the numbers on your show are terrible. And if you don't change it, you're not going to get paid again. Then we'll change it. I'm pretty excited. Yep. Never going to give you a... Just in I, case. Who sings that song, is... by the way? I have heard that song. Every store I go into now, I hear that song. Never no, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. We don't have the rights to it. Stop. Stop singing. We're gonna, I we're can't not, even sing it. Use it. We can't use it. This is inevitably going to be on YouTube. NBA is the YouTube clip. And this is what people are going to see immediately. They're going to see this. I feel like we've made a lot of mistakes right off the bat. I of feel like episode. we're Let's start it over. We're doing Let's Reset. Great. Big Corey. picture. NBA. All right. Luca. Last, last night, yeah. But just leave that on. <laughs> leave that at least. That's good. All right. Uh, last night, Luca. <laughs> savage three against the, or Savage shot. I don't know if it was a two or three. It was, it was a leaner. It was a three crazy acrobatic shot against the uh, against Amazing. the Grizzlies. I'll, so a couple things I liked about it. First of all, Luca's still, I mean, just clutch wise, he's shown he's a beast. I still like Luca. I still like getting in any time right now for Luca rookie stuff. Cause it's down way down across the board from where it was last year against the Clippers in the playoff run. Um, I still like Luca. Right now, they think they're currently sitting at the seven seed. Worst case, they're getting a play-in game, which it's funny. He came out and said he doesn't like the play-in game. Yeah, of course, you're the seven seed. Why would you? Like, <laughs> no, nobody in the seven seed who has to play it likes it. Uh, I also really like John Morant's response on Twitter. Like anybody coming out against my teammates today, basically can like shove off. Don't watch us anymore because we played our hearts out. Oh, I like Morant. I can't. I just can't. Passion. I like the dude. Here's your invitation. Like ja, I know you've been reaching out a lot. You keep shutting yep. him down. You can come on. We like you. Finally? Yes. Ja, I want, I want John Morant on the show. Plus, I Ooh. keep being told, like, you work for The Ringer and Spotify. These major networks. You guys can get anybody you want. I want John <laughs> Morant on the show. There we go. Uh, Corey, you, you working on that? Corey's on it. I heard He's him say it. it. He just texted me. Yep. I said, yep, got it. Next week. <laughs> uh, Jamal Murray, ACL injury. I think this obviously has huge hobby implications. I think on both sides of things. So first of all, his stuff is going to tank. I mean, not only does it mess with Ooh. this year, I mean, an ACL like that, you're talking months and months, probably digs into his his uh, 2022 season, which is a shame. I thought Denver actually had a legit shot to, to be a title contender. I don't think they're a title contender now, which hurts Joker, MPJ, Aaron Gordon. hurts All these guys long-term, then it hurts. Or finals long-term, it hurts them. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it hurts Joker in the MVP race. I think we're going to see Joker keep putting up insane stats. I think Michael uh, Michael Jordan, Michael <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. Jordan Jr. is going to keep putting. He's going to keep putting. He's been on a tear since you know since he came back. Anyways, he's going to get more shots with Murray out. Um, I think they're still going to hover around the three, four, five seed. It looks like because uh, I don't think they're going to just drop off the face of the planet. I think Joker's good enough to carry him, and I think they could still win a first round series. I still like that team against Dallas. I still like them against Portland. Uh, against any of the lowers. 
you you were a fan of him for MVP, right? I still am. I still think so. I honestly think this, if anything, it helps him. I think Joker is going to continue to produce like he was. And now he's going to do it with less weapons on the floor, which shows you how valuable he is. I know people are crazy high on Chris Paul. We'll talk about him in a minute. I still think Joker's your MVP. Yeah, I think he's I think he's pulling it out. I'm excited. Okay. So it's miserable about Murray, though, because with Murray on the floor, that's a legit finals contender. So um, another one of those teams kind of hanging around that play in game range. The Warriors. We never talk about Steph Curry. Yeah, why don't we? The chef is on a mission. Um, did I send you? I think I sent it to your Facebook Messenger. His last three games. Do you have that stat? It, it, it's uh, yeah, gross. His last three games. Absolutely insane. Uh, I I thought this was wrong. Like I was like, I think I'm reading this wrong. I'm reading um, numbers incorrectly. Well, Did you have your glasses? Said, Did you have your mask on when you read it? <laughs> um, last three games, average points forty four point three. Dude's uh, killing it. Almost 10 three-pointers per game. Uh, almost seven rebounds and six assists. I mean, that I don't know a lot about sports. That seems high. I don't know. I wouldn't say that. You know a lot about sports. <laughs> Curry's stuff is still, you know, a lot of his rookie stuff is actually still attainable. So he's out of that 2009-2010 product class. The only reason I don't like buying it right now, we're still at a pretty hot point in the market overall. I don't think they're going anywhere in the playoffs, but he's a guy, I, actually both Golden State guys, I would target offseason. I think Curry's going to be a good buy offseason because I think we see the, the streak continue and obviously a shortened offseason probably. And then Clay Thompson. It makes me think too, man, what if Clay was just healthy this year? That team is pretty good anyways. You know, if Clay's there as number two, Draymond fits in nicely as that number three enforcer type, that Golden State team, it's kind of too bad because if they were fully healthy, Wiseman going down last week, it's actually an interesting team. And Curry is just, I don't know how how sustainable this is, but Curry this week has looked like the Curry of three years ago when he was just untouchable, like MVP, just ridiculous. So wow. I'd be curious to see if you are if you have Curry cards right now and your intent is just to buy them, like you bought them to flip and make money. You've seen his numbers definitely increase because he's put up these numbers. I would kind of let it ride for another couple games and see what he does. But if that's the case, since I don't think they're going on a finals run, that's a perfect example of an all-star, all-time great player that I think is going to get hot and his prices will heat up right now because of the streak. If you're in it, not as a PC, as a personal collection card, but just you bought Curry at some point to make money, mm-hmm. I actually think it's not a bad time to sell probably in the next week or two. Team's not going anywhere in the playoffs. Oh, okay. Get out while he's hot to me. And then if you want to get back in, that's no problem. Do it in the offseason. Do it when they get eliminated from the playoffs. A um, couple other teams out west. We've talked about Devin Booker and the Suns. And Chris Paul yeah. was actually a buy. Do you have, by the way, the Stray Cash Homie update sheet? Do you have uh, that handy? Yeah, I can get it. Yep. Hold on. Because Chris Paul was a buy on there a while ago. People are talking about people on this network, too. Vernon just talked about it. Uh, him people and Kevin. are talking. Talking. We are not allowed people. to sing. So, oh, yep. yeah, there you right, go. You just broke your own rule. Uh, <laughs> I think Barkley on the on the, on the uh, TNT desk the other day was talking about it. Chris Paul may be an MVP candidate. I still think Joker wins it, but man, Chris Paul is, he's got that Suns team competing. Like if the Lakers don't come back fully healthy and mm-hmm. AD and LeBron are hitting their stride, there's no reason the Suns can't come out of the West. That's a strange team, man. Aiton in the paint has looked pretty good this year. Devin Booker is still an elite scorer and Chris Paul. The only trouble I have with that team, so I don't, hobby-wise, I don't love Devin Booker because of how expensive he is, and I don't trust him in the postseason yet. 
Chris Paul, though, out of the 05 draft class, so 05, 06 product, I think his PSA 9 tops was a buy for us, a recommended buy for like 200 bucks. Do you have it on there? Or is that? Yeah. Um, what was it? it is there a date? Is, so back on March the 9th, PSA 9, 2005 tops, you said around 160 to 200. Does he have updates? This is Stuart, a guy who's been helping out with the show. Yeah, uh, it does not have the updated price for that card. However, I am pulling it up as we speak. Um, the Chris Paul 2005 tops. That's tops. PSA Chrome. nine. Yeah, just go straight tops. PSA nine. What's that doing now? Let's see. Let me give you some context too. So, like LeBron is still well into LeBron PSA nine. Might still be over over two. It was over two thousand for a while. Um, the Durant black card of that version is like. 12 13 hardens 12 or 13 what is what is he doing uh the tops card is 350 360 oh so it's more than double than a month are those sold listings those are sold okay but that is as of march 25th so that is a few weeks old but for some reason well there was another one sold but it it was a best offer best offer but they listed it at like 525 so i mean it's You know, if Chris Paul is going to be in the MVP, which he is, I mean, who's knocking out the Suns? You got to think they win at least a full series, maybe two. Yeah. I still think Chris Paul, there's some value there. Again, I would I would buy Chris Paul before I would buy into Devin Booker. I think Booker is just so high, and I tend to trust veterans in the postseason, even Chris Paul, who traditionally haven't trusted in the postseason. I think Chris Paul, there's probably some money to be made. DeAndre Ayton's another guy. Ayton kind of spiked real early in the season. He's cooled off. He's not a legit number one or number two on a team. But on that team as the number three out of the 2018, he was a 2018 draft class, so just two years ago, you can still get his prism stuff relatively cheap. I don't think that's a bad buy either. Um, another team out west right now, the Clippers. Man, the Clippers are like quietly just dominating. I mean, as of today, they're still the third seed behind Utah and behind uh, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Kawhi's missed a couple games. I think they said he's going to be back in the next week. So, uh, and then Paul George, what did he just win? Um, Paul George just won what Player of the Week? Uh, yeah, yeah, Player of the Week. He had a crazy point average too, like thirty plus over the past um, week. Yeah, thirty three. Yeah, 33. So Paul George, another guy, traditionally in the postseason, it's been putrid. Is this the year he goes over the top, maybe? Because that team, when healthy, defensively can lock people down. PG can play defense. I love you nodding your head like, yep. Kawhi, an elite Uh defender. Patrick Beverly, he had hand surgery. I think he's going to be back in time for the postseason run. I don't know. The Clippers, no one has talked about the Clippers, myself included, and Kawhi is another guy, all-time great at this point already. You know, he's still got years left. I don't think it's a terrible time to buy Kawhi stuff because I think he's a guy we expect to win at least a full series. So you'll have a 7- to 10-day window when, hey, they're winning in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You bought his stuff middle of April, and it's going to jump up 10 20 30% between now and then. I don't think it's a terrible guy to buy right now either. You look like you're pondering something with your mask. I'd like to well, know what it I, is. We've talked in, about a number of guys the last few, you know, uh, few guys that you think are buys. Yep. Who who do I buy over who? Like who, what are you recommending? So just of the guys we've talked about, I just yeah. go with how deep I think they're going in the playoff run. Luca, okay. I think is a good buy now and is a quick sell-off immediately when the playoffs start, that play-in game. Because I don't think they're winning a series. Okay. Uh, Joker, I think they're still going to win a series. And I think he's going to get the MVP. I think Joker's a hold until a week or two into the playoffs. Um, Steph Curry, like I said, 
I think if you can buy him now and sell him really quick, like in the next couple of days, when people mm-hmm. see, hey, this streak is insane, cool. Kawhi is a little bit Kawhi and Chris Paul. I'm a little bit longer of a hold. I think you could buy them now and sell them again two, three weeks into the playoff run because I think they're going Western Conference Finals ish. So yeah, just a lot of it just depends on how far you think guys are going. That's why Durant, I'm all in on, and I'm all in on uh, longer term than those guys because I think the Nets are going to the finals. So yeah, okay. Um, Speaking of the Nets, LaMarcus Aldridge today released a statement. Did you see mm-hmm. the statement at all? I didn't actually read it. I, I, health reasons. I just got an alert saying he was health. Re- yeah, same thing. Oh, so he's, he's retiring. Nothing to contribute here. Say it. So. Um, I, I want to say it was like a heart issue. Um, oh. I, didn't see that. I mean, it's pretty sad. The fact that the guy has to retire, it still had some basketball left to play. Um, you know, he was a guy the other day we kind of talked about, hey, he, he got signed by the Nets, buy his rookies and flip them really quick. I think that's why. You see with guys like that who are not top-level guys in the league. So it's a have, regular heartbeat. A regular heartbeat, wise. okay. Yeah. Yeah, so when you see a guy like that, when there's any spike in a market, that's why I'm a big advocate of take a small win. You know, he was he was signed the same week Aaron Gordon moved, I think. It's like, yeah, these are good players, not great at this point. Um, you get a little bit of bump in the numbers because of the hype. He goes to a legit contender like the Nets. Cool. Good time to sell it then because he took that bump. Same with Blake Griffin. You know, Blake Griffin, it's like, you know, I don't know if his prices will ever be what they were the week he got signed by the Nets because I don't know how much he's going to contribute long term. So uh, only other basketball note I had that I thought was kind of funny and totally unhobby related. Anthony Edwards, they were talking to him. What do you think about A-Rod taking over the team, potentially buying in a group, mm-hmm. buying the Timberwolves? He's like, who is that? Did you <laughs> Before the show, do you know who Alex Rodriguez was? Had you heard that name or no? Yeah, I... Uh, I to be fair, I didn't know the difference between A Rod and Jeter. I thought they were fair. Essentially, you thought they were the both married to J I think. Yeah, I. I mean, I, I interchange them. In fact, we've had this conversation once, and since then, someone asked me, "Oh, yeah, isn't uh, isn't there some talk of like you meeting this guy, one of the two? I was like, I I, I got it wrong again. I, I don't, don't know the difference too. If it was it was Jeter or A Rod, A Rod or Jeter, it's the same person to me. Yeah, it's just funny. I, I think that's more of an, an MLB problem than a 19-year-old kid not knowing who he is. Baseball is a market players, so I, you know. Wait, am I the 19-year-old kid in that scenario? No, Anthony Edwards is a 19-year-old kid. You, you guys have been confused before. You and Anthony Edwards, I believe the term is doppelgangers. What is Anthony? Who's Anthony? Anthony. What Edwards? What team is he on? The Timberwolves. The team that he's on is buying with a group. He's the. That's a sport of okay. basket. All right, basketball. We're done here. Thanks for wearing the mask. Thanks for showing up. MLB now. Do a little MLB update while we're here. All right, I'm Uh, taking this off. Yeah, so tomorrow's the 16th when the show drops, which will be today if you're listening. Uh, The 16th, I believe after the 16th, is when prospects are free to be called up and teams won't lose that year of control, contract control. Mm -hmm. Interesting to see who comes up. We talked about Kalenic last week, uh, Julio Rodriguez. I think there's going to be a lot of prospects getting called up. If you are in the prospect game, I think that's a huge thing. Hype around guys getting called up is usually more value than what they actually do. So I don't think it's the worst thing to sell it when they get called up. Otherwise, okay. they got to live up to the hype. Um, speaking of which, do you have Bo Bichette's stats pulled up? I think I messaged you about this. Uh, Pull you up Bichette's Bichette. numbers. Yeah. He is murdering the ball. He had another bomb yesterday. Um, man, Bo Bichette has looked good this year. I-, I knew he would be good. I don't think I knew... I did, definitely didn't know. And the Blue Jays are winning games. I think they're at least, they're about 500. They beat the Yanks again last night. 
man, Bo Bichette looks like a stud. Vlad Jr. is hitting over, hitting like 400. Those young dudes have played. BGO's not come on as strong, but I don't think anybody expected him to be those. All level. right. What, what did do you, you want to know about? Numbers? He has 10 RBIs. He has four home runs. Four home runs is interesting because that was, I think his his power production was the one thing people were, kind, not that a, two weeks into a season dictates entirely what he's going to do, but four home runs early is a good sign. What's he batting? You have his batting average? I do have his batting average. His batting Look average you. is Redeeming this segment. Point three two seven. He's batting three twenty. Yeah, what, what three twenty seven is not fantastic from what I've seen, but it's, it's average, right? No, three anything above three hundred is very good. Three twenty seven is excellent. Who's he, got four hundred? Who like oh, a couple guys be, are hitting four? I mean, I think uh, actually pull up Acuna's stats. A C U N A. Although he's just murdering it. While you do that, let me talk about my Red Sox for a minute. We get. We get a lot of crap for being biased, which I'm actually not. I haven't even been that big of a Red Sox fan the past few years. I don't really... Baseball in general, it's too boring to me. I'd rather talk basketball most days, but that's fine. Red Sox are on a tear. You start the season getting swept by the Orioles. Never a good sign. They've Since then, they've won nine straight. They won both games in the doubleheader yesterday. Chubby Devers is killing it. Another guy. 447 for Acuna. Yeah. Uh, Devers is another guy. You can buy Devers stuff crazy cheap right now. We talked about him last week because he had started off so slow with Dahlback. Devers is killing it now. I would load up on Devers, especially if the Red Sox, if they're going to play anywhere near this level, Chris Sale's coming back. You know, Devers, even Dahlback. Dahlback is low because his average and he hasn't had much power yet. I think they're both good buys still. I just think you got to be patient with them. Uh, and again, nine in a row is awesome. That's a pretty savage little win streak to start the year. Um, Rondon last night for the White Sox. What's funny about this, he had a perfect game going into the ninth. I was actually on Clubhouse in a sports card room just talking oh and boy. shooting the crap with some people. And somebody was like, we can't talk about it, but anybody see what Rondon's doing? And it was one guy literally was like, oh, does he have a perfect game? Baseball guys are weirdly superstitious, but I kid you not, in that room, within like 10 seconds, he hit the batter, which takes away a perfect game. Oh. And everybody's like, dude. It was kind of funny. I don't believe in. I'm not oh, superstitious. What, I'm a little stitious. No. What What's the deal? It, like as far as that goes for our groups. Like, have you noticed that? Like, because I remember before the podcast started, I I jumped on a couple of your breaks, mm-hmm. and everyone got upset because I was like saying something about like, oh, this one's going to have like this no this hitter. pack is going to have the the biggest hit. I feel like there's so much superstition, or at least there yeah. was. In a lot of this, these card breaks. I like that you're slowly undressing from your costume as you speak, by the way. You creep. It's getting hot. It's getting hotter. Yeah, you and my brain's a, already a man like, like you doesn't need a scarf. Mush, you're, you're good. So. Yeah, I mean, it was just funny within minutes. Um, we're going to talk about this with the Starstock thing. This is the reason I think Starstock is appealing. If you had cards like Radon last night where they're in their system ready to go, I believe you can just transfer them, like you can sell instantly. That's an example where you could have made some money because a guy has a perfect game going. And he ended up with a no-hitter anyways. Yeah, I don't know what that does for eBay days later, but if you could have sold it on the spot, like we'll talk to Scott about, I think there's some value there. Um, Another guy of value right now, Ronald Robert Acuna. He's killing it. Do you have his full stat line or what? Yeah, Home run RBI and average, please. Home run six, RBI 12, and 447 for an average. Man. I I don't care that we're two weeks into the season. He also had a thing last week. He hit a routine ground ball to the shortstop and ran it out. The dude runs like the Flash. He's like a he's literally I almost said Marvel character. You would have gone nuts. <laughs> he's literally like a Finally. DC character. Like <laughs> I, 
the fact that some of his stuff is not as high as Tatis and Soto, man, Acuna is a beast. He he is awesome. He really is just a total five tool player. I thought we'd see some of the spend go from him, from Tatis to him. Acuna's numbers as of today had started to move the needle a little bit. So 2017 is his first prospect auto um, and his first prospect Chrome card out of that year's Bowman for his paper tops flagship card. You're looking for 2018 tops. Those PSA 10 tops cards are still like 220 though. That's a great buy to me. Soto was over 300 for a while, although he's been slow. Tatis was 300. I don't see how Acuna doesn't get to 300 very soon. Just because you have you start with this type of a year, it's just stupid. So yeah, he's a monster. Wow. I, I just don't think you can go wrong with a lot of his stuff, especially rookie stuff with Acuna. Um, okay. Yanks have been playing terrible, which makes me happy. Judge has been crushing the ball though. That's a weird situation. I'm not saying go out and buy Judge right now. He had two home runs yesterday. I don't think you go out and buy his stuff now, but if there's a situation where he's got 20 home runs, 15, 20 home runs real early in the season, and then all of a sudden they start to win, you could start to see that all rise, like that whole judge phenomenon take over again. It's something to keep an eye on. If I had his stuff, I wouldn't sell it right now just because there's there's potential in New York for him to just explode again. We haven't so. talked about judge because I, I know this because I don't remember hearing mm-hmm. this name before. But yep. So you're saying guys who already have them just hold for now. Don't go out and buy. Yeah, because of his injury history, I don't think he's a guy I would go out and just load up on. Okay. Because I don't know if he's going to perform. And the Yankees are putrid. So I don't know that I would go out and spend money on. I think there's better places to spend money, like we just talked about. But is his, are his prices low, though? They're low compared to his historical high, for sure. Um, I'm just thinking, like, buy low, sell high. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if they, if they make to- it, Like you said, it's two weeks in. There could be a turnaround. But for him to move the needle, mm-hmm. that team needs to win, and he needs to stay healthy, which is not going to happen in a week. So unless he went on some tear where he hits five home runs in five games, which he's capable of, I would want to see a little bit a little bit more production just because of that injury history. But if you have Aaron Judge stuff, I think you're. I, I honestly think you just stay patient, hold it, and see what he does. Because if the hype starts up for New York and he's hitting home runs, and who knows, Stanton comes back and plays, and they start winning, you could see his stuff take off huge. So okay. Um, Couple other, just two other quick notes. Casey Mize, Randy Arozarena. I didn't say that name right at all. That sounds right. Randy crushed it in Tampa Bay last year, especially during the playoff hype. He's hitting well. His numbers aren't huge on the power side. I think he's a good buy right now. Uh, he had his flagship out of 2020 tops update last year. Um, I like Randy. I think Randy's a solid buy right now. Casey Mize, I hate pitchers, but that dude's ERA is under one. I think he's pitched twice already. See if you can pull up his stats real quick. Casey M I Z E. Um, the reason Casey's interesting to a lot long-term, I'm not buying into any pitcher, not named Sandy Koufax, basically, but Casey last year went on such a tear in the minors, his stuff went or the year before his stuff went absolutely through the roof. So he has a track record of having these unbelievable streaks where his numbers just went crazy. So his prospect autos out of 2018 Bowman draft. Um, I like Casey. He's had a couple good outings. I think he has two starts, right? What do you see for his numbers? Uh, Casey's, uh, game starts. He's at two. Yeah. Okay. What does he have? What's his ERA earned run average? Jesse uh, Gibson. Eight, two point eight, two. Yep. Crazy low. What does he have for, That's, uh, does it say innings pitched and strikeouts? I was going to say, yeah, because last year his average was seven and it's point eight, two. Coming right off now. that surgery last earnings year. Innings eh. pitched 11 or innings pitched 11. What'd you say? What was the K strikeouts K or S uh, nine strikes up strikeouts. Okay, nine strikers, eleven innings. He's not, and he's not a crazy. He's got some power pitching, but 
Yeah, I, I think that's a guy I would keep an eye on too. Again, if he if you already have his stuff and he goes out and throws a couple more games in a row, I think his numbers will jump. One of the few pitchers mm-hmm. who moves the needle. So I like him. I like Casey. Nice. Casey Mize, 2018, Tigers. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. So one thing that I do want to touch on before we go there, there's a bunch of soccer releases next week, which the soccer market is insane. Okay. Can you find the pricing for UFC Prism? First year they're doing UFC Prism boxes. Like retail? Yeah, go to Blowout and just see like, I want to say they're like $1,000 a box. Why this is interesting to me, I was talking to Burns, Grand Slam Collectibles, only at GrandSlam.com. They sell all their, a ton of stuff online. He's huge. He was on the show last week. Burns said this was the lowest allocation of any prison they got this year. Really? Which means they're not making nearly as much. And I think we're kind of primed for that UFC market to go absolutely insane. Do you see it? Is it a thousand yeah, bucks a box? It's a thousand. Yeah, right at a thousand. Crazy. I actually don't think that's a terrible buy. I don't know where it goes value-wise, but it's a first-year prism. UFC has kind of taken off in certain areas already. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, it's weird. And the fact that it's it's that cut up, I mean, that hard to get, not bad. So, yeah, we'll probably just spend a few minutes in the interview. So why don't you do – go ahead, do your thing. You know what we need to do then? We're teasing this for the next show. We're doing this – Stuart, who's been helping helping us out with content, went back and took all of our old Straight Cash Homie picks – where we said to buy them, when we said to buy them, what they did, kind of peak. I, I yes. want to do that for sure next show. I yeah. rambled on too much at the beginning. So save that for we, next time. Say your straight cash homie thing. Let's go. What if this is being recorded? It Where, is being recorded, so go. What? Hey. <laughs> straight cash homie. There you go. I'll give you three fast. MPJ, I like Michael Porter Jr. Prism PSA tens are doing like two fifty to two sixty five. He's been on a nice little tear. Um, Some would say MPJ is Michael Paul Giuseppe. Giuseppe, sure. Um, I like that card. I think he's going to get more shots. Obviously, he's going to be able to score more with Murray being out. I don't think the team overall is better with Murray out by any chance. But for him personally, I think his numbers could jump, and people kind of are looking to him to be the next guy in Denver. I like that at two fifty to two seventy five. Uh, Which card? Michael Porter Jr., 2018 Prism Rookie. 2018 Prism Rookie. 10. Like Joker, I would kind of be looking to sell him end of the first round type-ish. So we talked about Tatis last week. The Tatis 2019 Tops, uh, the horizontal Tops flag 
flagship paper card mm-hmm. as a PSA 10, still doing like 225 to 235. I think it gets back to 300 next week, in the next couple weeks when he's back. So I don't know how much more of a buying window you, window you will have either because people are already starting to uh, buy him up a little faster. So I think it's a good buy. The next one, I don't have the exact number for. We talked about this 2015 Cody Bellinger card in the past. Bellinger still in the DL. His numbers have come down even a little bit more. Can you look up 2015 Bowman Chrome Bellinger 9.5? Absolutely. Give me active listings and then buy it now. I like Uh, Bellinger stuff in general. I've liked the fact that he was on the 10-day DL, missed some time, and the Dodgers are just killing. I think they're 10-2 and right now. What do you have buys for him right now with that? For, you said PSA 10? Yeah, no, 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 9.5, not PSA, just 9.5. 9.5. Yeah, with... You get more results with Bowman Chrome and just with Beckett, I think. Okay. I mean, it is. It's funny. I do have a lot more results. That's good to know. Um, all these are autos, though. Yep. That's what they're supposed Let's to see. be. Okay. Yep, I, I'm sorry. I didn't catch no, that. No, you're good. All right. You're good. So you want actual at live listings right now? Yeah. Like, what can people buy this thing for right now? Actively, I mean, 1350 to 1400 Okay. Yeah. Some 1350s are best offers. So. Yeah. Okay, and let me hit sold. I actually pulled up my phone. I'm curious what the sold listings are. Yeah, so it was, I mean, yesterday one sold for 986. Then you have one as high as 1150. That's a true gem. Again, different subgrades. Yeah. Um, you know, we had talked about this already. I don't think that's a bad buy under a thousand bucks when he comes back. The baseball market in general is moving the needle now. If you can still get that card for under a thousand, which would be tough. 1050, even 1100, maybe. I don't think that's the worst buy. So I think Bellinger's still, really? a, still a pretty good buy. Yeah, because he's so good. But that's it, the thing. He's not under a thousand, though. You're saying wait well, until he Well, the last is. couple have been. He, there have been some under a thousand. I think if you can get him for under 1100, though, it's not a bad buy right now because we've seen that card get as high as 14, 13, 1400. Not terrible. Okay. Yep, not terrible. And when he comes back, his prices are going to jump. So if you're going to get in now, it's not the worst. And the fact that the Dodgers are winning at such a crazy clip early, boom. This day in history, it's really big. I'll be fast about it. 1947, Jackie Robinson, first African-American baseball player in Major League Baseball for the Dodgers. Um, Obviously, that is an amazing feat in and of itself. I still think, and I think a lot of people do, he is such a cultural icon, phenomenon type guy. And on field, too, unbelievable the fact that his cards sell for what they do, a couple have recently gone off at, at some of the big auction houses, but mm-hmm. even like his 19, that 1956 tops card of his, I think is still criminally undervalued. So I love that card. Um, the 54 tops as well, the vertical with the yellow background, Jackie Robinson. I just think guys ask us all the time, like, Hey, what's the play with vintage? I was actually going to make that the one-on-one, but I talked too long. What do I look for if I'm going long-term with vintage legacy stuff? Jackie Robinson checks multiple boxes, which most people do not. Total cultural icon and also phenomenal all-time great legend. If you can get decent stuff of his, always graded stuff. Baseball from the 50s, I'm not buying Rob. If you can get his graded stuff, I think it's absolutely the way to go. So I think this is like the first time, well, it's, it's even more so than any other time, has this day in history and actual sports card knowledge been melded together so well. That's not true. I you brought was, up the Twinkie the other day. That has a lot to do with <laughs> that. Was a lot of guys. Don't that's how they yourself, fuel. Don't sell yourself short. Out. The escalator. That was all you. Yeah. <laughs> We're proud of you. All right, let's go. Uh, I think Scott's in the waiting room, ready to jump on. Scott Greenberg yeah. from Starstock. Let's talk with him. And let's uh, pretend like he's there. Say. 
Let's pretend like he's already here. Go. Yep. All right, guys, that brings us to our interview section of the podcast. Third man in, always a welcome sight, Scott. People, I know this is shocking. People get actually a little irritated with just me and Jesse being on here. So no, they don't. Taking- no, they don't. They love, they love the us on here. That's the reason. So this is Scott Greenberg from Starstock. <laughs> Scott, you're the CEO, owner, president, ambassador. What's your title here? What's going on? Um, co-founder and CEO. Nice. The question that well, I actually I asked I asked this off camera and Jesse scalded me. How old are you, Scott? I'm 25. Yeah, you're a young cat, man. I like this. 25. He popped on man. the video. I was like, oh, Scott's son is here to join us. This is nice. <laughs> this is Scott himself. It's good. Good deal. All right. Well, hey, we appreciate you taking a few minutes. Let me just jump right into it, because in the past, I am not a huge fan of all the tech stuff jumping in. Everybody's going to come in and revolutionize this space, right? I think a lot of these ideas are just total garbage. Um, Starstock is a little bit more interesting to me because I think it actually touches base and and hits home with some more collectors and people I know actually use Starstock. So if you could, can you give us the elevator pitch on what Starstock is for guys who, who don't know? Yeah. Um, Starstock is a, is a stock market for sports cards, basically. Um, really, our focus is on enabling people to trade cards instantly and at scale. And so, uh, we, you know, we created it based off my co-founder and I's experience in the market, you know, a few years ago and using different products. And one thing that always frustrated us, um, and, you know, one of the reasons I got into sports cards was actually to have the ability to interact and buy and sell while I'm watching games. Um, mm-hmm. I always thought that was something with, you know, fantasy football that you really couldn't do. You'd set your lineup um, and it'd lock while you're w- watching the games. And so I got, you know, really into this a few years ago um, by basically day trading players while watching football on Sunday and, and prospecting young basketball players, but was frustrated that you didn't get ownership of the card until it showed up at your doorstep. Um, and, you know, sometimes it takes a week or two for that to happen. And so we wanted to create a way where you can instantly trade these players and you can get ownership as soon as you, you know, click the confirm button on your purchase. Um, and then we also wanted to create a way for people to buy players at scale. And so, you know, you can go on Robinhood and buy 100 shares of, of Tesla um, if you really believe in their company. But if you wanted to buy 100, you know, rookie cards of Patrick Mahomes, um, it'd take you you know, hours, days, or even, you know, you got to find the stuff. You got to find the stuff. And then you have 200 boxes showing up at your doorstep. And And then you're like, why did I buy Mahomes instead of Brady? Anyways, I'm an idiot. (laughs) And and often um, by the time the package shows up at your doorstep, you know, that person already tore their ACL or, you know, some, you know, something crazy happened. And so we really wanted to build a platform that can capture the live price movement. Um, And so that's really the goal of, of what we're doing at Starstock. I like it. Very so, nice. So here's one thing I was curious about. So I know just from looking into, I have tried to do a little bit of research. I generally don't. Um, so in general, perfect world, people are just trading. It's more just a matter of you clicking a card. Hey, Scott owned this. He sold it to Mike. It just clicks. Nothing changes hands. You guys aren't shipping cards out. I know there is some of that. But like you're saying, if I want to sell something because it's hot that night, it's just a matter of on your end, you guys click it and move it from one portfolio to the next, basically, right? Exactly. And okay. any person can get the card shipped out at any time. You, you fill out a request and we'll ship it out. But the goal is to enable people to trade really fast. So, for example, like Carlos Rodon uh, pitched a, a no hitter last night. Now, if you're watching in the sixth inning, you could have saw that as an opportunity to buy him um, and make a bet that he'd complete the no hitter or the perfect game and sell him an hour later. Whereas if you were to do it on a traditional marketplace, you'd have to wait for that card to actually show up in the mail until you could resell it. 
Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, there's definitely a lot of moving parts. <laughs> like you said, a lot changes. I mean, if you were heavy in Jamal Murray three days ago, you're sitting there wondering what you do with your stuff now. So Jesse yeah. has a look on his face like he wants to speak. So, so well, I'm, the just, first I'm just curious. So is this um, all any of it fractional at all? Or is it you're buying the full card and then reselling it, you know, whenever you want? You're buying a full card. So at any okay. time, like that digital card that sits inside your portfolio on Starstock. You request yep. it shipped out, you're going to get a real physical version, a full card. And I think that's what's really cool because I feel like everybody we've talked to is somewhere in either the fractional or NFT space or something like that. I feel like this is as close to real life, you know, card market, card show, because yeah. you actually have a physical card at the end real of the day. I'm not buying, yeah, I'm not buying <laughs> like a portion of this with everybody else who loves, you know, Jordan or whatever the case may be. I'm buying an actual Jordan card that I can then flip. How, how fast can I go from buying it to reselling? It depends how fast your fingers move. <laughs> wow. Have you seen okay. his hands? He's got some mitts on him. Not that quick. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Scott. So here's one of the common complaints. It seems like we've well, not, not complaints. One of the issues that some guys have brought up. Hey, I sent cards off the other day. They're still not checked in. What's your check-in time right now if I send you 10 cards today? Yeah. So we're about, so it depends. So for raw cards, we're about six to eight weeks right now. Reason okay. being is we give light grading scores to all of our right. cards. We give them an A, B or C grade. Um, if you ship us uh, graded cards or sealed wax, they get uploaded within a week. Um, and usually it's less than that. Usually like we pick them up from the post office, they're uploaded that day. Um, so the slowdown is coming with the assessment on grading for the raw stuff. Correct. Okay. Um, and we are now like, I mean, we've increased our, our capacity to process cards by five or six X in the past two or three months. Like we're doing, we're adding around 50 to 75,000 cards onto the site a week right now. And so our times have, uh, have started to really, uh, improve over the past, I'd say two or three weeks or so. And you guys are up to, so one number I heard again, this is just somebody who used it about a million cards in your database right now. Is that sound? I've, I think what the what my guys were telling me um, in the room next door is we're going to hit a million cards in the next like forty five minutes. I think. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, oh, wow. so so right yeah. at a million. Okay, that's pretty good. How long has Starstock been around? Too, I, I'll be honest with you, I had not heard of this until a few months ago. When I, is AJ Vaynerchuk in this one? Is this the thing, or am I thinking of the wrong thing here? Yes, yes. I think this is this uh, one. I was going to yeah. say, if not, we can cut those audio real quick. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, we launched. Um, we launched last May. Um, so we've been around for around eleven months or so. Um, almost a full year. Gotcha. I told you we weren't going to talk money, and I don't really care a lot about it. But I know, like the, one of the big pushes you guys have just released, you raised eight million bucks. Trey Young was involved. You know, some notable players. Notice Trey Young didn't respond to my tweet. Not going to hold that personally. <laughs> so he lives in Atlanta. I mean, what are you going to do? He's coming have, on. Yeah, have He's fun getting knocked in. out in the first round as a hawk, please. Um, what is <laughs> the money? Like, what's what's the point behind that, right? Because and the reason I ask, everybody right now is every week a tech company is raising money, right? What are you guys doing with the, with the eight million? What's the plan here? Yeah, I mean, you know, first and foremost, we need to scale up our team. We have been scaling up our team, so we're going to continue to do that, especially uh, the card processing team, and and that will really help us improve our processing times for the raw cards. Um, the the second area is just like enhancing the product even further, and so like we are a very customer focused, product focused company. And so that's, you know, that's the second area that we're really looking at. And I know one of the questions on Twitter was, are they going to build a mobile app? And, and that's definitely, right. you know, uh, one area that we're going to focus on over the next few months is, is trying to get uh, a mobile app up and running. And so uh, really just scale the team and to 
take the product to the next level. Now, when you guys are doing your your grading, I assume it's all you know manual by just uh, assessing. By the way, they don't yeah, actually. Inca- okay, yep. I just want to the, make sure. the actual assessing. Have you guys thought about um, you know using some of that money as far as like automation? I know a lot of people keep talking about AI as the wave of the future for grading companies. What about for you guys? Like as far as uh, doing more of an assessment with that? Yeah, I mean we're we are like constantly updating our internal technology that we have. Um, and our database and our staff page to help us process and manage the cards more efficiently. That is an area that we've that we've looked into a little bit that we've been exploring. And so we'll we'll explore all sorts of different technologies that will help us process cards faster for sure. So I have a couple of questions. So I do want to focus on this part too, because one thing that I think people like and and they don't fully understand. So if you want star stock right now, I want to buy one of the guys we're going to talk about, Michael Porter Jr. I want to buy his 2018 Prism card. Um, there's a bunch of raw cards like that listed right now on Starstock. And A meaning, so you have A, B, and C. A means PSA mm-hmm. 9 or better to the best of your of their ability to, to kind of predict a grade. Is that? So, you know, we're, we're not grading, we're not, you know, scoring our cards based on what we think they'll get at, PS, at PSA. Okay. Um, we are, you know, how we think about it is an A is a mint condition or a very close, like near mint condition card. B has one or two minor issues. And a C is a not great looking card. Um, Really, the goal with this was, and it was based off our own experience. I'm sure you guys have gone through the same, you know, painful experiences where you're clicking on all the photos on on eBay and and then the card shows up in the mail and it just looks completely different. And there's a ding on the corner. And we wanted to allow people to buy a raw card on our site and just know that it's a good card. Um, Or no, it's not and pay less like a B. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, and now, so we've done PSA submissions and uh, 94% of our A's have received a nine or a 10. How yeah, much of your business I'll, is I'll raw though? Like how much of it are you guys doing raw that's not graded? I would, I mean, I, it seems like graded is the way that I would prefer to lean toward just because then I'm not, I'm taking out the middleman of having to worry about what this is going to come back as. Yeah. Um, most of the cards on our site are are raw. Um, we've seen just hmm. a, a crazy, crazy bump in graded in like previously graded cards being sent in from PSA, BGS, and SGC. Those are the three that we take. And so I think we've set a record every single week for about four or five weeks on the amount of graded cards we've received and also the graded cards that we've sold. And so we've, we've been seeing that and it's been, a an initiative that we've been working on and in, in, in selling more graded cards on our site. I like the raw feature. I mean, graded is easy to sell. Anybody sells graded now. I mean, there's not really much much guesswork there. Um, I, I like the fact, like you're saying, I don't want to get a card in the mail if it looks like a PSA 6. Again, just to use PSA as the example. And, and that's who you guys sub with, so I don't mind using that. But I, it would be nice to know, hey, this is not going to grade out probably, so there's a different... Um, and I was curious too, because like the A, I was, I was a little concerned. I read this stat earlier and I was like, dude, these guys, you have processing... So A is not necessarily gem mint. It's just mint-ish is more yeah. what you're saying. Okay. Because, yeah. yeah, I saw the stat. And it was like 92%, 9 or 10. I'm thinking, man, like my subs, I, I can go. So I guess my question with that is when it comes to the people on the intake side, where are you finding those people? Like who? what's the what's the qualification look like for this guy to say, hey, this card's an A, a B? What does that look like? Yeah, I mean, you know, first off, my partner, uh, Mike, who runs our card operations here. Heck of a name. Yeah, great name, right? (laughs) Been collecting for decades, um, probably knows more about cards than anyone I've ever met. 
we found uh, people that that um, have card knowledge. Uh, most of them have actually, you know, were working in cards prior, um, and we brought them in and we trained them up. Um, and so we have a, you know, pretty intense training process. That's why, you know, it's it's been difficult to to you know to scale up the the you know the light grading team and and why we're you know really starting to see some improvement now. You know, about a I'd say a month or two after we we made a really big hiring push there. Um, and yeah, we're we're just uh, we're, we're finding people that are in cards that have graded cards themselves, or that have worked at card shops or card consigners or whatever it is, um, and we've been training them up. Yeah, so which is good. You, I mean, PSA has the same issue. It's not like I, I don't want PSA to go out and hire fifty guys. Like if they did that, I would be I'd really question. The only concern I then have is now is is Starstock Ultra Modern only? I don't know that or Modern only. It's, it's, so the 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 rule was current athletes only. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And rookie cards only. Uh, it's still rookie cards only, but we we uh, launched vintage last week. Actually, now um, do you accept raw vintage? We do not accept raw vintage. We okay. will only graded vintage. Good, because then I was thinking, man, it's one thing to say, hey, this is probably going to get a nine. It's another thing to say, hey, this fifty-two mantles authentic. Okay, so that's actually just not even in the equation. Would, that, we'd have to create a whole new system to yeah. grade vintage cards, essentially. And so, right. Yeah, that da- you have to build a database from scratch. I mean, it'd just be okay. Yeah. So, where do you see it going? I mean, what's the uh, what's the what's the ultimate goal here for starstock what, what's the where do you see it going you know our biggest goal has always been to enable people to feel like they're buying into an athlete and investing in them and, and being able to trade them um that's that's always been our vision and and even more specifically is you know having a product that could enable maybe sports fans that don't know all that much about cards um or are trying to learn about cards um to come onto our site and and buy a player um, without a ton of friction, and so that's really our vision is is to really um, make it more about buying buying the player than it is the card. And I mean, so- I'll say this: I, I like the idea. I mean, I think there's the fact that there's some check and balance here on the raw side of things is nice because I think that's the reason we see so many returns on eBay. Guys, you know, like myself, if I get in a card that's advertised as mint and I look at it, I'm sending it back if it looks like garbage. So, mm-hmm. you know, I do like that. Um, the fact that you've only been around for a year and you have as much buzz as you do, I think is a good thing. I'm going to tell you right now, your hair game needs work, Scott. I don't know if you see what's going on here, pal. Oh, my God. You're a young Please man. Don't That's talk okay. about hair. He's a young guy. It's fine. <laughs> I don't Scott's- think it's like these, man. You guys are influencers <laughs> in the space. I'm not. Yeah. You know- hey, I, I've got a question for you, Scott. So oh, I, we're getting serious again. This is Jesse's no, serious tone. I'm going to enjoy my oh, monster. Go ahead, Jesse. I'm sorry. I'm not talking about hair all of a sudden. Um, Tom Broca over here. Go. I'm looking on the vintage page and I'm seeing like just on the, the first card that I'm seeing is a PSA 10 uh, Peyton Manning rookie card. I go over to eBay. Um, it's selling for like 1200, by the way, on, on your site, 1225. I go over to eBay and I'm seeing like most recent comps for like a uh, thousand or maybe a little bit over that. What would you say to price differences between what someone might see on your site to what they might see on eBay? And that's the seller setting that price, or is that you guys? Seller setting the price. We don't okay. own any cards. We don't own any wax. We don't set any prices ourselves. Okay. Um, that's okay. a great question. And 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 so you know, we just launched vintage last uh, last Thursday. So I guess for uh, Friday. So about six days live there. But we saw this with with modern as we've been building up liquidity. Um, mm-hmm. The price gaps become more efficient and close as you build liquidity. And so you know th- that guy's trying to sell his card a little bit over market. 
if a second Peyton Manning added to the site, he'd probably need to get a little bit more competitive, a third, a fourth, a fifth, et cetera. And so if you go to the players we're really liquid on, a good way to find those is we have market indices. So we have like the NBA prism index. Yeah, right on the homepage. Super liquid there. You go to like an RJ Barrett or you you go to some of those guys and you'll see that Mm -hmm. the gaps, the gaps are dollars. Um, And, you know, could be a dollar or two. I think the other day, uh, the gap on John Morant was around a dollar. I was, I was looking it up. Um, and so it's all about building liquidity. Um, typically what I will say with prices, um, is typically a star stock. A will always sell at a premium to a raw card on other platforms, just because you have some trust of what you're buying. Mm-hmm. They usually sell around, around the same price as a PSA nine, sometimes a little bit more, um, mm-hmm. or a little bit less. Um, and our wax prices are really competitive as well. Like I, our prism box, when I was looking at it yesterday, prism hobby box was below anything else I can find on, on other sites. Oh, really? Well, and I was thinking too, like, what about like fees that are associated? Because I know yeah. like if I go into eBay and I spend a thousand dollars for that card, I'm not going to pay a thousand dollars. I'm going to pay probably taxes. I'm going to pay fees to eBay or well, are there fees to eBay? Yeah, what's, the, what's the buyer seller fee look like? Let's just say it that way. Five percent seller fee. Okay. Um, no buyer premium. No buyer premium, and in fact, actually, our vaults in New Hampshire, which is oh, a state tax free yeah. state. So. That's why I have nice. my brother buy my eBay cards. Thank you, Russ. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. If the buyer is keeping the card in the vault, which most which most do, um, there's mm-hmm. no sales tax associated. Now, when you oh, pull, nice. when you now say I want to clean out my account, yeah, is there a ta- so I'm in Tennessee, for example, nine percent tax rate? Does that factor in on the backside of that? Each state has a different law for that. So depending okay. on where, where you're shipping it out, for some states, it's it's three months. For some states, it's a year. I think the highest mark is one year. So if you were to have a collection sitting in Starstock for over a year and you get it out, there's no sales tax for sure. But between, Interesting. between a day and a year, it depends on the state that you're in. So it's How definitely far? an advantage for the buyer then. Because on eBay, I'm paying my sales tax, which is 9%. Yeah. And 5%... Five percent is quite a bit less, even as a as a seller fee. So. Well, and then you have to worry about how long it takes to get to you too. At least with this, you got it right away to trade. I think that's what's really cool. Yeah, and I and I think that's why sometimes we'll see like a buyer will pay a slight premium as well. Is that sure. you know liquid, you know you can get rid of it. Like one issue I'd run into a lot when I was using eBay was like you know what if I'm at the bar with my friends watching the game when when you know that when the rookie goes off for. You know, Talon Horton Tucker went off for, you know, his 30-point game. Yeah, one game. His one mm-hmm. game. That was right. Shot. When his card went from $0.50 cents to $20 on Starstock in an hour or two um, because LeBron tweeted about him. And so yep. if you're at the bar, if you're at the airport terminal, like, you missed out. Like, sure. you, mm-hmm. you, you, you missed your opportunity. Or you got the returns a week later whenever you realize this is a role player and it's not worth anything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, so that's well, honestly, that's the reason we wanted to have you on. This is one of the few... I say tech. I mean, it seems like you're a little bit more involved in the hobby than most of the tech guys. But this was the one I thought, like, hey, this actually affects some collectors, right? Everything else is like, oh, it's fractional. It's NFT. That's fine. I just don't think it's the biggest thing in this space. This seems like an on-hand thing for mm-hmm. guys in the hobby. Hey, I have physical, tangible cards. I want to buy some. The fact you can do it instantly, um, I really like. And I'm guessing, too, I mean, if, if it's just a matter of you guys moving a card from a portfolio – like if I sold a Jamal Murray card an hour later, he tears his ACL. There's no return. The guy can't come back at me for it. Exactly. And how fast can like, if I'm selling something, can I just uh, go on and change price like right away? Like I see someone get injured. I want to, you know, dump him. Or if I see someone go off, 
I didn't up his price right away. Like, is that, is there any restrictions? No, not at all. You go into your collection, click on the That's card, fun. you choose the quantity, you choose the price, you click confirm and it's live. Um, and then we have like an activity page where you can go into your uh, current listings and you can see all the listings that have a bid and you can accept the bid with a click or you can, you know, scroll down and you can do the same for your, for your bids as well. So we have like tools to allow you to kind of manage that as a seller. Any membership okay. fee on it? Is there a subscription fee or anything? Nope. Nice. And I guess in this situation, how um, how long do you think it would be until you guys are, I guess, not backlogged? Like, do you just foresee that to be the future of this company? You guys will always have more and more people sending stuff in, or do you think you'll have a balancing out? No. Um, I, you know, we were talking with our team the other day. I think in the next, you know, month or two, we're going to see serious, serious improvement. I don't think we're ever going to, our raw cards will never be at like one week or less. Um, mm-hmm. I think we'll get them back to between two to four weeks, which is kind of what our, our sweet spot was. We just went, I mean, November came around for basketball season. Um, and, and as you guys know, I mean, there's tons of seasonality in the hobby, right? And especially mm-hmm. with card submissions, they, they align with when the big sets are coming out or when the seasons are starting. Um, and we got to, you know, three or four weeks before, um, uh, before the NBA season started. And we went from, you know, getting 10, you know, maybe 10, 15, 20,000 cards a week to five, six, seven times that amount. Um, wow. And, you know, we were getting, and, and then the other thing as well is during December, January, and February, we had to shut down our, our office four times due to different COVID uh, exposures. And wow. so that, you know, we, we had, I'd say between those three months combined, we had probably around 15 days where we couldn't even process any cards at all, which just absolutely crushed us. Um, and Man. so, you know, it, it was a good learning. It was a good learning lesson for us. We've scaled up the team. We've built in, you know, new new technologies and tools that are allowing us to do this a lot uh, more efficiently. And um, I think in the next couple of months, we'll see really, really serious progress there. Hey, I feel like I last... haven't given oh, stars. St- I was just gonna say, I feel like I haven't given you guys enough uh, of a fair sh- shake because there's so many people that came on the scene so quickly that I kind of lumped Starstock in with a lot of the other ones, not really even realizing that. There's a physical card. This is almost like a a faster eBay in a sense. And I always thought of it more of like a collectible or, you know, a dibs, like where I'm buying a share of something. So we I think hate is, you a lot less now than we did. I think we can exactly. say that. Exactly. I think that's no, I, bottom I, line. Hey, here's here's one of the questions we did get on Facebook. Two guys asked this. I send you 10 cards, you 10 Lucas. Jesse sends you 10 Luca Prism, same card. They're all A's according to your guys, right? When I want my stuff back, hey, I'm done with Starstock, I'm cashing out. Do I get my exact raw card back or do I just get a Luca A card back? If you shipped in your card into the vault, you never sold it, you mm-hmm. want it back out, you're getting the exact card that you sent in to us. Okay. If you sold it to someone else and then bought another Luca, sure. you maybe didn't buy that exact Luca that you had. So right. the yeah. So the answer is yes. Every single card on our site has an individual identification number to it. Okay. And so when you're buying a card, um, if I'm seeing the exact card, I'm not seeing a shop, a photo, like a, a stock photo. You're seeing a stock photo, but you, okay. but you do have a, a, a real individual card that is, that is, uh, you know, backing the digital, you know, stock photo that you're seeing. So like your card can be traced to a box and a specific card number in our vault. 
Okay. But if I just go on there right now and buy Luca Prism Category A, I don't know physically what card that is until I get it. I, there's no way for me to physically see that exact card. Correct. Yeah. You're okay. buying, you're going to be buying the first person that listed at that price. So if there's 10 listed at $1,000, you're buying the first one, first in, first out. So you're buying the first one that listed at that price. Now, once it's determined okay. which one I get, do I then actually get to see the physical, like the actual card? Or will it will always just be a stock photo. Still a stock photo. Still the goal stock, is okay. to really like commoditize things. A star stock A is a star stock A, a PSA gotcha. 10, PSA 10. Okay. Okay. So yeah. I guess that's the only place where you could run into like a little bit of a thing where my, you know, mine graded out at a 9.5 and someone else is graded out at a 10 or something like that. Yeah. That's totally yes. cool. Okay. Totally okay. Well, but we appreciate the really time, cool. man. I think, I mean, I, I honestly, I'm the same with Jesse. I didn't give it a fair share, a fair shake up front because we got reached out to by so many of these different things. I just stopped caring quite frankly, but I did start to look into it and that's why I was a little more interested here. Um, just because I think hey, it's physical stuff. I actually, this is something I would, I actually may give it a shot. I'm a little interested. I like the fact I can instantly trade stuff. I mean, Radon last night, I would have sold everything I had if I, if I had anything of his. So the instantaneous <laughs> like sell off like that because of one big event's a cool thing. So yeah, um, very cool. Yeah. I think we'll probably check back with you too. Next time we're getting Trey Young on with you. So there you go. Or KD. <laughs> Isn't KD in this thing too? KD's in. KD's in. I, I need KD to just do a little finals run so I can cash out, but that's fine. <laughs> Anyways, hey, Scott, we appreciate the time, man. Thank you for jumping on, and I will catch up with you down the road. Thanks, Scott. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Well, there you go. That was the interview with Scott. I like it. I mean, it's physical. It's not just an NFT fractional type thing, which you know I am starting to really dislike to a degree. I'm excited about the tops thing next week because it's going to be like for collectors, but in general, I've started to kind of mm-hmm. just not have an interest in that space. So um, I may give it a shot. I'm getting 10 bucks. I'm excited about that. So... There's your I show. think I think that that platform is perfect for you. I think like you and Correct. the the guys who Card jumped guys. in, yeah, the, the guys who have jumped in in the last maybe few weeks, months, year or so. Yep. Maybe not uh, as I mean it's cool for them, but I think they're still really into like NFT and stuff. Sure. But which is fine. I, I I think Starsog is an amazing platform that I did not. This give is a the first thing I've seen though where I've thought this actually would help the collector because yeah, I I, I don't love the wait time. Six to eight weeks is brutal. I mean, because a yeah. lot changes. The fact that it's instantaneous is great if you're already in there. Yep. If I've got a stack of Jamal Murray's that have been sitting for the last four weeks, I'm aggravated right now. But if you can get that process down, some it's cool. Um, you know, the grading side, I, a category A being a nine or better. They went 92. I'm looking at their latest release. They sent in uh, 1178 cards. 92% were nine or 10 PSA nine or 10. That's, I mean, it's good. I I was irritated at first when I saw that, because I thought this meant it was supposed to be gem mint, which I was going to say, if you go 48, Mm. 40% out of 1100, that's horrendous. But if you're saying it's only supposed to be nine or better, 92%, you know, that's not bad. Oh, yeah, I'd give it a shot. Anyways, there you go. I'm hyped up, man. This green monster is killing it. I went green today, <laughs> not white, like I told you. I'm excited. I know. That's it. really weird. Anyways, there you I'm go. That is your Friday show. That's two times in a row I've gotten the day right. Oh, Pretty it's, excited. It's time for the weekend. Next week, I, I'm hoping on Tuesday's show, we get some big stuff coming with tops. Uh, I know we've got, I don't know if Sim is coming on next week. He said he was coming on mid-April. Mid-April is here today. April we've got 15th. a lot of people coming on the last the next few weeks. So yeah, it's going to be. Goes gonna, oh, we'll see if we can to, fit him in. We forgot the tease too. I need Corey on for this one. As a matter of fact, we have a we Uh-oh. finally have a football expert, soccer expert. Ooh. Corey, what's Ryan. this guy's name? Greg Ryan. Chris Ryan. Ever heard of him? Chris, Chris Ryan. Ryan. Ever heard of him? Chris <laughs> Ryan. So I hadn't, and then I looked at him at the ringer. Dude is huge. So 
Uh, I'm actually excited about that. People ask us about soccer, football all the time. People then corrected me for calling it soccer. I will never stop that. So Is that, are we not calling it soccer? I'm calling him Jack Ryan, too. That's a better name than Chris. So Jack Ryan's <laughs> going to join us, I think, the last show it's, of the month. Oh so I'm goodness. excited about that. So Richard Simmons and Jack Ryan, baby. Big things coming. Sports People cards, nonsense. Never Make sure you on check us show. out to the Ringer Podcast Network, brought to you by Spotify, anywhere else you get your stuff. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, check it all out. Sportscardsnonsense.com hey, has a bunch of stuff. You're interrupting check out the, the website. I just check did. out the website for Starstock uh, promo code, or we'll oh, list yeah. it also on the, the social. Cool. There you go. All right, guys, catch up with everybody on Tuesday next week. Later. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.